podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks, no breaks, no fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. In this week's episode, we spotlight everything that's been happening in the Sports Insure Premiership on Monday night with six teams in action. There's also been a few changes to the personnel, including at Leicester, where Richie Worrell is back with the Lions. I'm excited about it. It's, uh, it's a new challenge, a uh, track I love. So, um, you know, that's that's good because at least I've got one track that I love his old side Peterborough see Chris Harris heading the opposite direction and the Panthers very nearly got the better of the Ipswich witches but that man once again Emil Saifutinov came through in the final heat next uh, couple of meetings will be the same for us and uh, we like I said we can uh, get some uh, more points and on in the and luck he will be with us. Our main guest this week is the Sheffield Tigers team manager and joint team manager of the Great Britain Speedway team, Simon Stead. So a long chat coming up with Steady about Sheffield, about signing Ty Woffenden, about GB in the Speedway World Cup and the big question, are Sheffield going to do it this year? I, I believe in the team that we've got um, and we will be giving it everything. So... Let's hope that this year's our year. And in part three, we'll have a roundup of things that have been happening in the Cab Direct Championship. Of course, it's been rain-affected, which has certainly reduced the amount of fixtures. And from the National League as well, where there was a top-of-the-table clash between the Mildenhall Fen Tigers and the Leicester Lions in a repeat of last year's grand final. All on the way. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along once again to another episode of No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. We have a new episode out every Wednesday. Don't forget to like or subscribe or follow or whatever your app asks you to do so you don't miss any future episodes of the podcast. So do that now before you forget. And also leave us a rating and review as well, which helps other Speedway fans locate us. Uh, through the course of time as well. So we're going to start off with the match at the National Speedway Stadium, which happened on Monday night. You may have seen it on TV. A thriller between the Bellevue Aces and the Sheffield Tigers, with Bellevue producing a storming finish to take the match and the aggregate bonus points from a hard-fought Roses clash with Sheffield at the National Speedway Stadium. The Aces came back from four points down to win 52-38, clinching the additional points with a 5-1 in Heat 15, as Jamin Lidsey and Dan Bewley came from the back. Bewley! Oh, what a move from him! Up the inside of Tywood from the neck and neck down the back straight. That will seal the deal for Bellevue on the aggregate. Bewley, oh my goodness, he was nowhere on the first lap. Now he's come through in the second place, a stunning heat once again. Bujanak trying to come back at him down the back straight. One last blast through the final turn. Lindsay wins it, a massive 5-1 and what a conclusion to the night. The fans are just overjoyed on their feet. Fabulous speedway. Really was. That's what it's all about, people. That really was a demonstration of top draw speedway in heat number 15. So Jamin Lindsay racing to a 13 plus one score for the home side. Bewley adding 12 plus one. Rising star Connor Bailey impressing as well. Seven plus one with their playoff place now officially secure. New Sheffield signing Ty Woffenden was unbeaten from his first three rides. Finished with 10 plus one bonus. Tobias Musinak adding another 10. But the Tigers dropped out of the playoff places, albeit with four matches in hand at this current moment in time. Well, we can hear from top scorer for the Aces on the night and, of course, winner of Heat 15. 
15, bringing home that bonus point as well for the Aces. Jamin Lidsey spoke to Scott Nichols on Eurosport. Jamin, an awesome performance by the Aces. You secured the bonus point. A stellar night for yourself. But did you have any idea what was going on behind you in Heat 15? No, I didn't. I um, you know, I made a pretty good start off Gate 1. Gate 1 kind of went off towards the end. It goes quite dry. But, you know, I felt like I made a good one. Wolfie got across me and, you know, I managed to find something on that turn 3 and 4 there. And, you know, just hooked up and went so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy that happened but yeah uh, as I've come in and seen there was plenty going on behind me. I was just say just before we come on here we have a little look at the replays and it was carnage behind you I think the Sheffield boys possibly kind of hampered each other a little bit allowed Dan that big run around the outside. Yeah possibly but you know Dan um, he's got a lot of track craft here and um, you know he went out wide and you know it looks like he lost a bit of bit of ground the first time he went out but you know he built, built that speed up and you know managed to get a good cut back and um, you know split both the other boys and you know and finish a meeting like that's always great you know that's why the people pay to come see they certainly do lemo's been a racer himself and and he's a good team manager but you must have been feeling the heat a little bit of the pressure during the meeting what was lemo saying during the breaks uh, not too much really we only got together um and we had that in, bit of an interval but um you know, he, he kind of puts his trust in everyone, you know, we're here to do a job, we're all capable of scoring points and, you know, it's just got to do it on the same night, you know, it's a speedway, as you know, it's quite tough, you know, um, you've got to take, take it when it's good and when it's bad, you need to bounce back and, you know, try to fight back and, you know, your day always comes in the end, but, um, you know, great night, great win for the team and, um, yeah, get the bonus point. It does, mate. You're the defending champions. How important is it for you boys to kind of keep that momentum going and go into those playoffs strong because it's a fresh slate there? Yeah, for sure. Playoffs is a, a new game. We've done a lot more meetings than anyone else. So, um, you know, we're on top of the table now, but we'll see what happens. You know, uh, I know I think Leicester have got four or five more meetings behind us. So, um, you know, they've got a few to catch up on. But, yeah, as playoffs is a new game and um, we've got to be focused coming into there. We'll have more reaction from Sheffield boss Simon Stead in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. So part two, uh, we're going to have a long chat with Simon Stead uh, about that and about all things to do with Sheffield and the inside story on signing Ty Woofenden and uh, what the plan is going forward uh, with regards to the playoffs, of course, because Sheffield now have some work to do. So more about uh, Sheffield to come in the next part, be assured of that. Um, let's turn our attention now to the other meeting that took place. In fact, there was two other meetings that took place on Monday night and at Monmore. Drama there as well, down to a superheat at Monmore Green as Wolverhampton snatched a dramatic victory over Leicester. It was a 45-all draw after the first 15 heats. The new-look Lions look set to take an away point when they uh, led by eight points after heat nine, but Wolves hit back strongly and levelled the scores in Heat 15. But the ultimate decider looked to be heading the visitors' way as Max Frick and Richie Worrell held second and third places, only for Frick to crash on the very last bend, enabling Rory Schlein to come through. Both sides therefore went away with two points as the Lions received a point for the draw and also took the aggregate bonus point as well. Schlein top-scored for the hosts with 11, Sam Masters scored nine, while Frick notched 11 for a solid Lions side and Richie Worrell picked up eight on his debut. Well, let's hear the words of some of those involved, starting with the Wolves team boss, Peter Adams, speaking to Mike Taylor from BBC Radio WM. Peter, there was quite an adventure, one way or another, but, uh, I mean, firstly, a word for your track staff to actually get a meeting on at all, because I gather here yesterday it looked very, very difficult. Yeah, we've had some uh, difficulties yesterday with um, frequent rainstorms when they were halfway through the preparation, so... That hampered us and um, tonight, you know, a few of the riders weren't 
comfortable with uh, the amount of material on the inside, so we had to get rid of that for them. But at the end of the day, you know, the tracks rode well, and it was an, an absolutely magnificent spectacle. It was, and all the riders stood up to the challenge. Obviously, the conditions were not what they necessarily expected. They were changing, but we saw lots of different heat winners and some very competitive racing. Yeah, absolutely. It was nip and tuck all the way, and um, yet again, you know, we managed to get over the line right at the finish with one of these super heats. I think we've had more of them than any other team this season. Is that about four or five of them we've had? So, uh, yeah, I'm very pleased with that. We've got our two points and um, now uh, we only need another seven points to make sure of the playoffs. And, and if we can beat Ipswich here a fortnight tonight, that will cement our position in them. Yes, I mean, that looks a more important meeting the nearer it comes now and all the more so after the results tonight. Yeah, we've got some uh, terrific action still to come here at Monmouth and... Um, I think Leicester were very good value today. I, I thought they were at least worth the point that they're going home with. Yeah. But, um, you know, our unbeaten record here at Monmouth is intact and I'm sure that'll come under uh, severe pressure when um, when um, Ipswich arrive here in two weeks' time. I imagine so. A lot of the riders took credit tonight. We saw some real fighting rides. But I did enjoy Zach Cook holding on to beat Max Freak. I mean, that's quite a scalp to get in any circumstances, yeah, but especially after that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And um, he couldn't repeat it in, uh, in the following race when we introduced him. But um, no, everybody, you know, contributed something to the to the match and overall it was a, a great advert for the sport certainly was a thriller say what you like about super heats to certainly get fans off their seats and probably a few team managers as well uh peter adams there let's hear the opposing view then very close after regular time of course after the first 15 heats it was all level uh, Stuart dixon has been ringing the changes famously over the course of this last week let's uh, hear his thoughts after his new look side took to the track for the first time and uh, certainly ran wolves very close he's been speaking to ryan guest well Stuart, first and foremost that was some night of speedway a meeting which had a bit of everything for him. Certainly was. A uh, big, massive crowd then. So, well, since I've seen a crowd as big as this at Wolves, don't get me wrong, I've not been here that often, but uh, nice big crowd and a night full of drama, as you say, yeah. Yeah, and obviously uh, Wolves uh, coming back, fighting back in the end as well, taking it to that super heat and uh, uh, it looked as though you were going to get that extra point, but a, a real nasty incident on that last bend for Max Frick. Yeah, Wolves did come back as we kind of expected at the gates one and three, you know, I think it was three races out of four the second half of the meeting and they were certainly advantageous over two and four most of the evening um, they came back in there they got the reward they, they got the they got the draw I mean, don't get me wrong we've got two points in our pocket as well to take back to Leicester it's quite important considering Ipswich one away again at Peterborough tonight so it was good for us um, and obviously the super heat you know we were in the right place with 30 yards to go and then disaster so Max hot a bit on the track but the most important thing is he's okay the result pales in its significance we don't want to lose Max right I can assure you yeah 100% like you say you get two points anyway and, and miss out in, in the super heat on that last spin but a few moments throughout the main 15 heats as well which uh, which didn't go your way either no Jake Allen was uh, I think it was late. They were second in heat two, and he lifted as well. But you know, th- th- these things they do happen. But they happened to us tonight, unfortunately. Uh, for that point of view, it stopped a tactical, I suppose, at one time for Wolverhampton. So you've got I look at it for both sides. But two points is is, is not too bad. We obviously have a, a new look team out tonight. You know, 
track conditions, you know. And you mentioned the, the new look side there, obviously. It all happened pretty pretty quickly in the end uh, over the weekend. Uh, can never be be easy to, to release a rider like Chris Harris with, with everything he's done. But like you say, you feel it, it gives you a, a more solid all-round look? No, it certainly can. No, if there was a way of doing a one-for-one, one, I would have done it. Unfortunately, I've looked and looked and looked, and uh, the only way I could do it was was playing about with points. He was a victim of points. It is unfortunate, you know what I mean? I know he's he's a great Britain hero sort of thing, but I've got to do what I think is best for Leicester at the time, and I'm glad he's been fixed up with Peterborough very, very quickly. And like you say, Wolverhampton, never an easy place to come to. Proud of the boys' performance here, and, and now on to, to Sheffield on Thursday, where you have already won this once this season. Yeah, we gave Wolverhampton a good go tonight, you know what I mean? On another night, you know, you maybe say we, we could have won that sort of thing, we might look back, but... When I seen the crash, I was just more relieved to see Max freaking up walking back rather than actual results or sort of thing. But as you say, we go into Sheffield on Thursday again. Uh, that's the first match of the, the round two, sort of thing. So it's a case of doing as well as we can. Whether we can win again, you know, is, is, is open for debate. But we'll certainly be going there in a confident mood again, yeah. Let's hear now from Rory Schlein, who made a return to the Wolves' side, having missed the last few weeks through injury, and found himself in the ultimate decider, the Superheat. And it was points earned by Rory that saw the win go Wolves' way after Max Frick crashed out on the very final bend. So a dramatic way to finish the meeting, and he's been reflecting on that with Ryan Guest. Like all the lads were, were having to really dig deep. You know, Leicester, as you know, they, they've made some team changes and probably made them a bit stronger in, in a way, but... Um, they were a strong team before anyway but uh, uh, yeah they made it difficult for us um, track staff did, did pretty good you know to get the meeting on I think uh, if you'd seen what this place was like probably this morning you would have thought no hope so um, yeah full credit to them but uh, yeah track wasn't didn't ride how we like it but no excuses you know we all had to adapt and it just took it to some of our lads a bit to, to get used to it And um, but yeah tough meeting uh, yeah I'm I think that's my second superheat or third superheat. I I'm not a big fan. I don't like them. <laughs> but I give it it's good for the crowd. It's good. But um, just, you know, I think the last thing, I'm just glad Max is all right because that, that was an awkward one. Yeah, as you mentioned there, second successive superheat here at Monmouth Green. You did the business in, in Eat 15. Didn't look like you were quite going to manage it in that superheat. And not the manner in which you, you'd want to win it, but like you say, you'll, you'll take it nevertheless. Yeah, I think you, you've got to make your own luck, I guess. But, um, yeah, you know, we, we got a bit of the run of the grain there. And... Uh, Look, we, we take it as that comes. Um, you know, Leicester might think they threw it away, but, um, you know, they, they've caught us on an off night, I think. Um, you know, track's not what, what Mom is normally like, but no excuses. But at the end of the day, the points are on the board. You know, we can say this, we can say that, but, um, you know, they're the ones that they'll go home that, that they've, they've thrown away, whether it's luck or, or unlucky. But, um, yes, yeah, three points for us. Some people will, will say there's some slight concerns at this stage, obviously being taken to two Super Eats in the last two home meetings, but the way Wolves can look at it, you, you've still come through and taken maximum points from, from both of those encounters. Well, Leicester lost at home to Ipswich last week, so you know I guess they've got concerns as well. But look, um, we we do our things our way and, and Leicester do, do things their way and, and other clubs will do their way. So we know what we want and what, what, we're, what our aim is, so you know what everyone else does is up to them. Yourself individually as well, uh, top scored for Berry Consatti, first one back, obviously a, a really good performance here tonight as well, and, and getting over that crash now to Oxford a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, um, probably came back a little bit sooner than I, I should have, but I felt reasonably good, but the body, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not a young man anymore, and, and, and it just wasn't agreeing, so, but yeah, nice way to come back, you know, and it, two hard meetings I've had, you know, it was against Paul at Berwick, and obviously this one against Leicester, you know, with Max being a GP rider, and um, Richie knows his way around here and, and, and Lawson is quick as well so and 
Kempi's uh, found his feet, you know, with Leicester, and, and he was, I think, one of their key riders tonight. Well, a week's a long time in Speedway. This time last week on this podcast, we were speaking to Richie Worrell and he'd just been announced as the captain of the Peterborough Panthers. But since then, in the last seven days, Chris Harris has left the Leicester Lions and gone to Peterborough. And in the opposite direction, Richie Worrell comes into the Leicester side along with Craig Cook, who has joined the Lions as well. Um, and so let's have another interview with Richie Worrell on uh, how he's looking forward to life with with Leicester and how it all came about. What went on? Um, a phone call from Stuart and it all happened pretty quick, to be honest. Uh, I think he realised that, um, you know, Peterborough's not quite my strong track. Leicester is. And um, vice versa for Bomber. And I think he... he well, I don't care with his Peter friend, but I'm guessing he wanted to make a change in, in the area where Batch was as well, trying to strengthen up in that middle order. And... Um, Obviously got myself and Craig in. It needed to be a two-for-two two job, didn't it? Um, I'm excited about it. It's, uh, it's a new challenge. Uh, track I love. So, um, you know, that's that's good because at least I've got one track that I love. You know, it's hard when you're going away to tracks that you don't really like and then you've got your own track, which you've only ridden on three times. And then uh, it's not your strongest. So, for me, it was a no-brainer. Um, Grateful to Peterborough for uh, taking me on at the start of the year and doing everything um, that they did for me and up to now, up to this point. And uh, you know, sadly, I had, to, I had to move on. Yeah. I was going to say, when we did speak last week, obviously we were talking about how many home fixtures Peterborough had got left and, and you, were, you were excited and, and honoured to, to be named captain as well. Um, obviously, like I said, that, that did only last for, for, for a, a meeting or two now. But uh, like you say, Leicester, a, a place you know well, a place you perform well at and the, the added bonus of, of being right in, in that title charge as contenders now. Yeah, that's nice, knowing that we're up there. and uh, it, It's tough when you know, the Peterborough uh, set up there just constantly taking hits, constantly taking losses it's tough and it does affect you You know, when you're a winner it does, It definitely does um, and I realised that tonight, you know, I come here and you know, we're pushing all, I think we led the whole thing to be honest um, pushing all the way, you know, you, you've got backup in every single rider in the team, you know if all lads were firing in this, which I don't think all was, you know, said you had a bit of an off night um, so if all lads are firing, I definitely think it's it's a strong team that was uh, with, with Peterborough. We was with second lot on the chin, and, and like I said, it does it does have its effects on you, and it, it kind of it makes things harder really, and makes decision. You know, you're not quite as confident in your, your decisions that you do, and you know, and then when you when you're chasing Max round, and you you know, we're all on very similar engines with Peter Johns and the whole team. You know, and um, communications great and. Like Stuart, I do love working with Stuart. You know, I've never, uh, I've never been quiet about that one. Um, I do love working under him. He's a very passionate man. His attention to detail in his job is is phenomenal. So it's uh, it's nice to go out there and do a job for him because when you have done it, you know he appreciates it and you know he'd do the same for you. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, in a way, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm where I wanted to be. I'm you know where I want to be. So I'm happy. High praise for Stuart Dixon there, understandably based on what you've said as well. And um, on your debut here at, at Wolverhampton tonight, nice for him to, to put his faith in you, to, to put you out in heat 15. And even though uh, that didn't quite go to plan, he, he stuck with you in in, uh, in that superheat as well, which must be a, a big boost for yourself. I've worked with Stuart for a few years now, and he knows me. He knows he knows what I can do. 
and he, you know, he knows how to get it out of me as well. So I think that that's what swayed the decision of Stuart. You know, we, we have got, I think, a, a strong knowledge on each other, really, just with the years that we worked together. And um, I guess that was his... Maybe it wasn't him showing a bit of faith in me, maybe giving me that bit of confidence. And, uh, yeah, like you said, 8.15 didn't really work out, but I come in and knew exactly what I needed to do. And then, uh, plus Lanny did jump that start at 8.15 by about... 20 seconds but the referee wasn't looking um, in the, the rerun obviously he didn't jump it and he, he didn't make the start so uh, it was all on a level playing field then and uh, we actually had a race just a shame with Max you know track conditions early on uh, especially when we walked around it was terrible but fair play to the track crew you know they, we give them the time that they needed and they got it on they got it it was turned out to be really good Apart from a couple of little ridges, and obviously that's what caught Max out in the end. And hell of a crash, to be honest. We all did well to miss him, but sadly that lost us a match. But at least he's okay. That's the main thing. Yeah, and like you say, the bigger picture still a couple more points added to, to the Lions tally and uh, sets up the trip to, to Sheffield on Thursday very nicely. It does. You know, I'm. Uh, it, I, I almost wasn't really looking. You know, when you're just going away and you're getting beat all the time. I'm on about like the Peterborough camp. You're not really looking forward to the next time you go racing. Because, like I said, I'm a winner. Whereas I'm, I'm looking forward to Sheffield now. You know, I'm excited about it. I can't wait. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy about what's what's happened. I'm happy about what's gone on now. That you know, this this move it, it does suit me and. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get going. Well, the other meeting that took place on Monday night was at the East of England Arena. It was Emil Saifutinov, though, who raced to a brilliant 15-point maximum as Ipswich kept their playoff hopes alive with a 47-43 win at Peterborough. The Witches had to dig deep, though. They trailed by six points with five races remaining. Emil Saifutinov was the star of the show once again as he was involved in crucial 5-1s in heats 11 and 13, the latter of which seeing Jason Doyle go from fourth to second it was 43-41 to Ipswich with one race remaining, but Panthers duo Benjamin Basso and Niels Christian Everson gated on a 5-1, only for Saifutinov to superbly pass both, with Doyle coming through for third place. A bright spot for the Panthers was the fine show from recent signing Patrick Woidewo, who scored 12 at reserve and twice defeated Doyle, whilst Benjamin Basso impressed with 11 plus 1. Well, uh, let's hear from a few of those then involved in that uh, particular fixture. We'll hear from Rob Lyon, Emil Saifutinov and Chris Harris in a few moments. But first of all, let's hear from the Ipswich Witches team boss, Richie Hawkins with Craig Saul. A must-win situation it was tonight for the Witches here and coming from behind, that's exactly what you achieved. Yeah, I mean, we started the meeting brilliantly and then obviously, yeah, people have really come back hard and yeah, we got there in the end. We made, it was hard work, but um, yeah, we had some great performances. I think obviously, you know, Emil was so quick it's like amazing but uh, the reserves I think really them them points from our reserves really chipped in and that, that's what kind of won us it I guess in the end I must give mention as well to Eric Griss he's had a raw time of it with illness but uh, he was back on form with double figures tonight yeah he's great to see him like just needed to get that win he got the first win in like they got the paid paid win in heat one they got the five one and then yeah you see he's just confidence grow throughout the meeting and that's that's just just what you need that's how quick it can turn around so yeah, the, uh, I think he's got a meeting Wednesday and then with us Thursday, so another good one on Thursday, and then he, he's kind of there. And bottom line is three away wins in a row. There's no such thing as an easy away win. It does keep your hopes alive for the playoffs. Yeah, we just we need, you know, Peterborough look on tonight's show in. They look a good team, so, you know, hopefully they can get some wins now. Um, and, 
you know, we need the boys to drop some points like above us. But yeah, we can just keep winning and then, then we'll see what happens. Richie, congratulations on tonight. Cheers, mate. Thank you. For the Peterborough Panthers then, they just can't get the look, can they? Down to a last heat decider, so near but yet so far. The thoughts of Rob Lyon, the Ipswich team boss, also with Craig Saul. Yeah, much better performance than, than last week against Wolves. Um, Miss Vadim Tarasenko tonight, I mean, we scored seven for him, but with Patrick going away was, um, it limited us to where we could put those rides. But yeah, fair play to Ipswich, good, good performance by them, and they hung in there because uh, we had it we had it sort of not sewn up but pretty much one up to about two-thirds of the way through the meeting but uh, yeah better performance but still frustrating I know but you mentioned Patrick Wadewo and uh, what a night he's had last week all about the learning this night about putting it into practice yeah 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 different engine tonight and um, looks a promising prospect doesn't he you know 12 points tailed off towards the end but yeah great performance tonight and um, if he continues that sort of vein of form then we've got a, a good prospect on our hands and obviously, Chris Bomber-Harris back in the side. We didn't see the best of him tonight, but it was his first uh, league appearance here at the showground this season, and he can only put things right again. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Yeah, I mean, he came in tonight fresh, and, uh, you know, he, yeah, by his own standard, he struggled a little bit. But you've got to remember that, you know, when you've got Doyle and Saifudinov in, what, two or three out of the four races or whatever it is, it's, it's always going to be tough. Not saying you can't beat them, but it's always going to be tough. Um, but, you know, he played a true captain's role, got around the boys in the pits tonight. And um, hopefully, uh, I say it every week, but hopefully um, we get Vadim back and we can start winning some meetings. Fingers crossed for that, Rob. Thanks very much. No worries. Let's see it from those on the track then. A couple of the riders, Chris Harris making his debut for the Peterborough Panthers, uh, back to his former stomping ground, of course, and his first visit to the East of England arena this season, believe it or not, because the way that uh, things have worked out. Uh, and first, though, let's hear from a rider who was just in majestic form yet again and uh, really doing the do for the Ipswich Witches. Uh, Emil Saifutinov is with Craig Saul as well. Emil, a wonderful night for yourself and ultimately three points in the bag for the witches. Yeah, that's why which one is important. You know, it's, uh, We won like uh, three points, so uh, that plan is, was before the meeting and uh, really happy about that. And it keeps the dream alive and outside chance still of making those playoffs. Yeah, we're living for the dreams though. So uh, uh, yeah, we try to do you know, everything uh, perfect uh, to get the some points you know, and uh, we believe you know, so we can get the playoffs. A quiet night, points-wise, for your uh, regular partner in crime, uh, Jason Doyle, although I'm sure he was giving 110% there, but the likes of Eric Gris really stepped up to the plate. Yeah, this track, you know, is uh, really nice, you know, and it's really enjoyed today, you know, it's, uh, uh, to make a good meeting and uh, score some points, you know, for the team. So, uh, yeah, so I hope, you know, the uh, next uh, couple of meetings will be the same for us, and uh, we, like I said, we can uh, get some uh, more points, you know, and, uh, and luck he will be with us. It's a new man in town for the Crendon Panthers, uh, Chris Bomber-Harris, who joins us now. And uh, Chris, I know you would have liked to have got more points on the board, but uh, only your first league visit here to the showground this season. Yeah, obviously I was disappointed to not score uh, lots of points, but yeah, it's first one here this year in the league. So yeah, it's just trying to find my feet again. What normally I had here last year didn't quite work tonight for some reason. So uh, yeah, we'll bang our heads against the wall and start again. A tremendous crowd reaction uh, for you when uh, we went on parade uh, earlier on and uh, delighted everybody to see you here. Was it a surprise, though, to be departing Leicester? Yeah, no, they always made me feel welcome here, so, you know, I could thank the crowd for that. Um, yeah, obviously was surprised and disappointed, but, you know, 25 years in it, nothing surprises me in Speedway anymore. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a shame as how, how things went, but, you know, 
pleased with how the boys fought tonight. I think um, I think everyone put in a, in a, a good shift and you know rode rode the best as they could. Against oh, strong Ipswich. I was going to say, you do arrive here as captain in, in that regard there. You've got plenty you can work with there to get those elusive results. Yeah, I just said before, you know, when we had our track walking, that, you know, we might not be fine with playoffs, but let's, let's finish with some pride and push the teams that come here and upset a few that's got their playoff hopes. So, and obviously, Ipswich just, just picked us tonight, and they, you know, their top two is fantastic, aren't they? You know, Emil is just out of his world over here. So, um, you know, fair play to them, but, you know, we'll keep battling. Absolutely. You expect no less from Chris Bomber Harris. Thanks very much. Yeah, thank you. Well, that uh, brings to an end, really, our roundup of the meetings from Monday. Uh, we'll have a look through uh, what the next week is looking like in the Sports Insure Premiership, because it is a busy one, really. Uh, Ipswich return home after a, a vital run of those three successive away wins to revive their playoff hopes. They will hope for no slip-ups against Kings Lynn on Thursday. Um, of course, uh, Ipswich uh, defeating Kings Lynn at the Adrian Flux Arena last week. Meanwhile, the Sheffield Tigers host the Leicester Lions at Old Ty Woffenden set to make his home debut in that one as well. And then on Monday next week, there's no regular action because Bellevue stages the Sports Insure British final. Monday 14th of August, Dan Bewley defending the title and the other contenders also chasing a wildcard place for the British GP in Cardiff. By the way, you can get your tickets for this now from the Bellevue website. The draw was also completed on Monday night and, um, well, it's thrown up some interesting stuff actually, because uh, Dan Bewley's been drawn at number 15 for the event, which is going to see him face his Aces teammate and 2019 winner Charles Wright in his very first ride. Three former champions are going to meet in Heat 2. Craig Cook, Danny King and Rory Schlein all drawn together in that race. And the winner of the meeting, of course, uh, or the runner-up if Dan Bewley um, wins back-to-back titles, will receive that wild card for the British Grand Prix. September 2nd is the date for that. The draw, in order then, will be number one, Simon Lambert, number two, Adam Ellis, three, Richie Worrell, four, Kyle Howarth, five, Craig Cook, six, Danny King, seven, Rory Schlein, eight, Tom Brennan, nine, Ben Barker, ten, Chris Harris, eleven, Steve Worrell, twelve, Leon Flint, thirteen, Richard Lawson, fourteen, Lewis Kerr, fifteen, Dan Bewley, and 16, Charles Wright. And I think I remember Phil Morris saying on Monday when the draw was done that I think Richard Lawson might have the, the luckiest draw historically. Oh, we'll wait and see that that's going to be on Monday night. And of course, it will be also on Eurosport and Discovery+. Plus. So that's the way things look fixture-wise over the next week, just this Thursday, really, and then the British final uh, next Monday. And we'll have all the reaction to that uh, this time next week, of course, on our next episode. Just looking at the league table on where things stand uh, as of after that round of fixtures on Monday. The Bellevue Aces still lead the way at the top of the table. Um... They've ridden 21 meetings and on 38 points, which uh, is still the most meetings ridden of any team in the league. Uh, Certainly a few over the likes of the immediate uh, teams below them. Wolverhampton Wolves are in second place as it stands. 17 meetings ridden and 29 points. Leicester a third, 16 ridden and 29 points. At this moment in time, Ipswich are in fourth, the final playoff place, but they've ridden 20 meetings and they're on 20 
25 points, but they are uh, three points ahead currently of the Sheffield Tigers, uh, who have ridden 15 meetings and uh, on 22 points. Kings Lynn have ridden 17 and are in sixth on seven points, and the Peterborough Panthers have ridden 18 and on five points. So really, you have to say that uh, with Sheffield having those meetings in hand over the Ipswich Witches, uh, five in hand there, they've got uh, six in hand over the Bellevue Aces right at the very top. Um, the gap could close up very significantly, but of course, down to Sheffield now, they need to win those meetings. Ipswich have done their bit, and they've still got some more meetings to run, of course, yet, and um, it'll be interesting to see how things go over the coming weeks. It's going to be a big time, uh, and uh, we will hear from the manager of the Sheffield Tigers and, of course, manager of the Great Britain uh, national side as well. Uh, Simon Stead coming up in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear to tell us how they're going to do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back to No Breaks, No Fear. Uh, I'm Ian Brannan, and in this section, we are speaking to our special guest this week and uh, very much been a busy man, both uh, for his club and for his country over the last few weeks. I'm very pleased to say that joining us is uh, the Sheffield Tigers team manager and uh, joint team manager of the Great Britain Speedway team, uh, of course, who uh, won the silver medal at the Speedway World Cup. Simon Stead is with us, and uh, steady thanks for joining us. First of all, we'll start with the most recent match, which people might have seen on the TV. Always a big one. Bellevue versus Sheffield at the National Speedway Stadium. A War of the Roses clash. Very, very close, of course, the aggregate point going all the way down to the final heat. But uh, 24 hours on at the time of uh, recording this chat, what are your thoughts on that uh, on that Monday night clash? Yeah, naturally, I'm still disappointed. Um, don't like losing any fixtures. Um, but you know it does, it does hurt a little bit more against uh, against our local rivals. But it's it's one of those. I, I, you know we we got Louis coming back off of uh, off of a four week layoff with his with his collarbone injury. Um, didn't feel like we we been together as a as a unit for, for quite some time with rain offs and and all the rest of it. World Cup week um, and obviously integrating tight into our lineup. So. Um, it was a difficult fixture, probably a difficult time for us. So, uh, but um, but you know that fixture necessarily won't won't define our season. Um, we know we're under pressure to to perform, especially um, our remaining home fixtures. Um, if which are keeping the pressure on, um, they, they've been winning away from home, which they needed to do uh, in order to. To, to make things interesting so um, we know that we're still under pressure to, to perform and that there are fixtures that are going to be must win ones for us so uh, a disappointment on Monday um, but uh, we need to recover from that quickly and uh, it's nice that we've got a quick turnaround time and we get to race against against Leicester at home on Thursday of course 
Yeah, and you look at the league table, obviously Sheffield have temporarily at least dropped out of the top four. Um, you do have these five fixtures in hand. It is, as you mentioned, it is a little bit of pressure, but with five fixtures, you would be f- sort of quietly confident, would you, at this point? But obviously you can't... You can't rest on your laurels can you because uh, Speedway can uh, can be a bit of a cruel mistress at times yeah I, I am confident in um, I, I believe in the in the team that we've got obviously we things have been a little bit upset because of the loss of Jack we obviously replaced him with Ty which has um, given the camp a, a feel good factor and uh, obviously we're trying to do the right thing by the team uh, and by our fans in order to field seven riders and um, and, and keep Keep up what was a was a really good July for us. So, um, I, I, of course, I'm, I'm I'm confident. We've got some some fixtures coming up with uh, a couple of fixtures uh, away at Peterborough as well, which uh, obviously uh, has been a happy hunting ground for us. Um, but we we can't take anything for granted. Leicester at home on on Thursday is a is a big match day. Obviously. Um, won us at home uh, in their first visit of the year, so we're, we're desperate to, to turn turn the tides there and, and get back get back to winning ways against them. So uh, I think you'd be daft to, to sort of sit back and relax at this point, when especially when Ipswich seems to be in such a, a rich vein of form. So we need to go about. We can't do anything about what Ipswich are doing. They're they're obviously keeping the pressure on. What we can do is 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 the rest of our fixtures and if we do that we'll we'll be in the playoffs quite comfortably The signing of Ty Woffenden tell us about that I mean that is you know you you were at the World Cup obviously the World Cup final you saw uh, Jack Holder go down what was your first thought on that first of all because uh, obviously you know on a personal level but also from a Sheffield point of view that that was a big uh, loss but to bring in Ty Woffenden into the side is a huge coup for British Speedway as a whole, but also for Sheffield. And there's obvious links with with Ty's um, family, with his dad being a former rider, with Neil Machin's involvement and him being his godfather that we, we, we touched on last week on this podcast. But he does have big connections with Sheffield. And the second question that goes with that is, what, what has that done for Sheffield? What's the interest been like in the club over the last week since signing Ty? And what else has it brought to the club? Uh, to answer your first question, Ian, about uh, about Jack, naturally I have a duty of care whether I've got my GB hat on or, or the Sheffield one, and um, I, you know I class him as a friend. So um, first and foremost, I wanted to make sure he was all right. It was quite obvious very early on that he was in quite a lot of discomfort. So um, that was really disappointing, and 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 that's really as far as it went in that respect because. Um, his health and well-being is, is, is our main concern. Um, when it transpired that it was a, a wrist injury and uh, and that he was going to be out for some sort of length of time, it, it, things then snowballed um, and it became, became obvious quite quickly that we were going to need to do something um, with a replacement rather than be reliant on guests, which were quite difficult with the fixture collection um, and, and obviously trying to pick guests when you know you're on a run up to the playoffs hopefully we're in there and you know there could have been a time where well Dan Bewley's done one, one fixture for 
Gertz has done another fixture for us and all of a sudden um, I felt like that would be um, you know giving giving riders of that calibre another run out at Sheffield when when we were going to face them in the playoffs seemed a little bit daft when there was another option so um, things have been uh, excellent in the club since since his announcement there's obviously been a lot of talk about it uh, there's a lot of excitement around the fans um, and general interest in the club you know I've done many many interviews with local radio and uh, and and, and newspapers and, and what have you. And, and it's great that we've managed to capture that feel-good factor. Uh, he's a, obviously a, a big name in his, in his own right. He he does put bums on seats. And uh, and I've got to say, Ian, doing the deal was very, very straightforward. It was, it was quite evident early on that this agreement could work for both of us. And uh, he was very keen to make this happen. And uh, as we were as a club, so it's, it's been great that we've been able to do that. Sheffield Speedway um, bringing Ty Wolfenden back to British Speedway is brilliant. Um, the crowd at Bellevue on Monday night was was one of the biggest I've seen for a for a, for a league fixture. So, um, like I said before, he does put bums on seats, and uh, and he and he will put points on the board for us as well, which is you know. Um, which is also what we brought him in to do. Um, he's, he's got a job to do for us. Uh, he understands that. He understa- understands where we are uh, with regard to the position and our our intent to confirm ourselves in the playoffs. So he knows that there's a, a big job to do. And um, he's integrated himself really well. He's he's very hands-on with the rest of the lads in terms of what he brings off track as well as on track, helping helping the guys with with setups and trying to get the best out of themselves and, and riding the right lines on the track. So that has already been very evident from, from his one meeting he's done. So um, it's been really, really good. I'm obviously delighted. Uh, he's, he's a great lad that I've known a long time and uh, it's been great that we've been able to bring him to the club. He certainly started as as you would have you know you couldn't have asked for better in his you know winning his first three rides at, at Bellevue and it must be exciting now to see how he's going to go around Allerton which is a track that you know that in the past he's gone well around a track that he's grown up around you know going back over the years uh, lots of practice laps around there and uh, and of course winning um, the Premier League Tire Riders Championship I think uh, way back when as well and um, obviously yeah. very 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 strong over the the years do you see this now now you've got him in the team do you see this as potentially a, a longer term thing because of course a lot of a lot of clubs he's, he's made no secret of the fact he wants to ride here next year um, a lot of clubs have said or a lot of clubs fans have, have hoped that he's going to sign for them obviously he's said about Wolves in the past we know their issues but um, do you hope that this is part of a, a longer term strategy maybe with, with Ty um, with Sheffield now you've got him there Think that he'll uh, his affiliation with the club um, is is strong already, and um, I haven't looked too far past the initial contract that we've done with him. To be honest, Ian, because um, you know what's important is what's going on right now. Uh, I think if uh, if things work for for the club and, and work for Ty, then then keeping him in for next season will be a natural progress, progression for us both. Um, but 
I won't be the only team manager that's trying to get him into into their team if he if he decides he wants to commit to British Speedway full time. So um, I, I hope this gives us a, a, a foot on the ladder, and uh, if he enjoys himself this season with us, then then perhaps that will give us an advantage. But um, that's that's really a, something that we'll look at moving forward um, because there are there are more info, important things that are going on right now with with regards to cementing ourselves in the playoffs and um, and trying to get the best out of the team for that. Looking ahead to your next fixture then on Thursday against the Leicester Lions, um, a team that themselves have made some uh, fairly big changes as well over the last week or so. In fact, um, earlier on in this podcast, we had Richie Worrell on and, and last week he was being announced as the captain of Peterborough and now he's, he's uh, riding for, for Leicester. So it's a different proposition of a Leicester side that you'll have uh, faced before. Yeah, and like I said a little bit earlier, Ian, they they're the only team that, that have come and beaten us at, at Alderton this this season. So um, we we really want to turn that round. Uh, there's been changes. Um, I, I, I've gone record as saying I was as shocked as anybody to see what what was going on there. I didn't know who'd been sacked from where and who was going where at one point. It was all um, yeah, a lot a lot going on. So um, still unsure of the finer details of that, but. Um, obviously, they have made changes. Um, uh, whether whether or not they 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 they're stronger, um, I guess we're, we're we're yet to see. But uh, they will be tough at Sheffield. They have got riders that 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 ride our place very well. So uh, we will need to be on the top of our game. It, it's a tough ask for Tykes. Obviously, he's he's coming in um, having not ridden Sheffield for a long time. Bellevue is a little bit different. He's obviously had uh, had meetings there, whilst he's not been riding in the in the UK full time. So Sheffield will be will be um, will be a little bit more difficult. But he's he's world class, so expecting to to step in there and 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 do the job that he's been brought in to do. And I think we we all we under we underperformed as a team last time that that Leicester came to to Sheffield. So. Our aim is to is to turn that round very quickly and 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 make sure we're we're dominant and um, and on the front foot like Sheffield this year. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to a full house. There's obviously been a lot of interest with 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 Ty's announcement, but Leicester often bring a good group of fans as well. Uh, I know there's been a lot of interest around the club. Uh, with everything that's going on, so it'd be great to see a, a packed house. I know um, Ty's got a lot of friends and family coming. I know um, James Toslan's uh, coming down as well. So um, there's certainly a buzz about Sheffield Speedway right now, and we we want to capitalise on that, and we want to send our fans home happy. So um, we'll start that with with a win on Thursday against Leicester. Fingers crossed. And and the weather's set to be, I think, you know of a heat wave coming I think Thursday as well I mean it's only going to last on Thursday but that should be long enough for you so you should have uh, good conditions there as well but as a team manager or, or promoter or rider you just get used to scanning those weather apps don't you and just oh, making no. sure that the, that the weather's okay for race day so uh, yeah I was already scanning that and, uh, and looked like we were in for a bit of a treat weather wise this week so let's hope that helps and gives people confidence that they can that they can turn up in good numbers knowing that the meeting's going to be on
And um, just looking back from um, the weekend prior, the the Speedway World Cup, um, a, a, a brilliant result. I think the best result since what was it 1992 on a on a foreign track. So uh, you know, you, I know frustrated, disappointed, perhaps with with not getting the gold medal, but a a silver medal in Poland and taking Poland to the very last lap of the final is is a you know a huge achievement to be proud of. I think. I think when you put it into context like that, Ian, it, it does show the pro- pro- progress and progression that we've had as a as a nation. Um, we've got riders that are hungry to ride for Great Britain that are giving it their best. We've got a fantastic backroom team um, in Chris Neville and Jeremy, um, uh, Rebecca, um, Rob and Vicky giving us every every everything possible to to help us progress and there's lots of people that are involved in that that make it all work that give the lads confidence that they can go out and do their job knowing that we've got their backs and we're and we're doing the best job we can for them and we've got a very happy camp uh, with riders that are enjoying riding for us and i think that that does show in results on track um, two silver medals and a gold medal in the net in the last three years is is certainly nothing to be sniffed at. We've seen our world ranking um, go right up there, um, and when you say that we that's the best um, result that we've had on foreign soil since 1992, then it does show that we, we are heading in the right direction. However, I understand. Uh, people's disappointment and frustration that we didn't manage to get it over the line. Um, it does. It does still feel like a gold medal lost rather than a silver medal won, uh, and I understand that. And you know, I, I've seen various comments online, and there's been there's it's, it's in 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 general, it's been very very positive, and so it should be. Uh, there there have of course been uh, the the odd the odd negative comment saying we threw it away and this that and the other, but um, I think as team manager of co-team manager of, of the Great Britain Speedway team and as riders of the the nation, then um, you have to expect that at that level, we're going to receive some level of criticism um, if we haven't won a gold medal. And again, I think that just shows the level of, of improvement that we've had over the, the last few years when, when I can remember very, very well, um, we were scrapping and most of the time not managing to win um, a bronze medal. So um, I take heart in the fact that I believe that we're heading in the right direction and we've got a, a great group of riders that are progressing and uh, and there are even better times to come. I mean, look at America. You know, they they were once ruling the world, weren't they, if you go back to the 1980s and so on, and, and now they've... You know, dropped away on the on the international scene, and it takes a long time. And this work has been going on for many years to get a, a, a youth system which is now delivering results as well behind the current riders. So you must look at what's what's coming up. You see the rising stars that are around um, in 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 the Premiership. Of course, you see them. You know, every, every week, not necessarily for your team, but for the others as well. And uh, there is a good le- good level of talent both there and and in the say the Championship. Coming upwards as well. Yeah, exactly that. And there's plenty going on. We're, we're fortunate to have uh, fantastic 
people involved in in the Great Britain Speedway set up, you know, ATPI, uh, Richard at Rentrup, you know, th- those sort of people uh, that are helping with with the youth development uh, academy days, Jason, Rory, um, you know, the, the, we are working overtime to try and give our younger riders every chance of success on on the big stage. And I think when you when you look at the average age of of the GB team. Uh, in comparison to the guys that we were competing at, um, that also tells you um, that we're heading in the right direction. Tom Brennan is what 22 years old and has already got a, a silver and a, and a gold medal in, in his cabinet. And he's very, very hungry for, for success, desperate to be involved in in the GB setup. Is puts his name forward for, for anything that he can do. He, he was talking to Ollie and I about being involved in the World Cup um, right at the very beginning, as soon as it got announced. What have I got to do to be involved in, in the setup? What do I need to do? And we do have other fixtures, of course, in. We have commitments with uh, European pairs. There's under-23 fixtures. There's European team fixtures. And, and, and all these things come into to consider, consideration when uh, when when picking a team for uh, for the World Cup. So uh, it's great that he's so hung, hungry for it. Um, Adam as well, who's put his put his um, put his hat in the ring for anything. Uh, and then obviously to be led by um, a three times world champion champion in, in Ty Wuffenden. Um We've got a great setup. The the, the riders that are coming through. Looking at, at riders like Rob Lambert and, and Dan Bewley, who are, who are showing great progress, uh, not just uh, in the league but in the World Championship. So things things are bright and uh, and things are heading in the right direction. So it's it's certainly not from lack of hard work. It's it's not from uh, from lack of effort that we didn't win gold. We just fell a little bit short this year. But I think when when you're competing against Poland in Poland, who are without doubt the most dominant nation in, in that particular competition, and we've taken it right to the wire, uh, then again, we have to take heart in the fact that we gave it everything. And yes, we fell a little bit short, but uh, Poland no longer are uh, a nation that we fear. We actually can't wait to take them on. And uh, and given the opportunity again, I think, um, you know, perhaps results might have been different. It, it could easily have been different, couldn't it? Could easily have been different were it not for, the, you know, to say down to the last lap. So you're definitely on the on the pace there. And uh, it was, I mean, as a meeting, though, just as, you know, as a neutral, if you like, even, it, it was a fantastic final. Um, overall, you know, some great racing and, and, and a thriller going right to the very end as well from a Speedway spectacle. Fantastic to be involved in that, surely. Well, it was a it, it was a World Cup that absolutely delivered, and um, you know when when we've not had it for for quite a, a number of years, I think there's a lot of interest around it. I know Discovery um, were uh, pushing it everywhere in terms of what they expected viewing figures to be like, and and to have an event that that really delivers like that, the racing. The fact that it went right down to the wire. Um, I've had people talk to me about it 
ask me about it, tweet me about it, send me direct messages on social media about it that are perhaps casual fans, not necessarily out and out um, Speedway fans. It really did capture the interest of of lots of people, and I think when you've had something that's delivered like that um, at level, then um, Speedway really is is a world class sport when you've got a meeting that delivers like that. And I think anybody that enjoyed it as a neutral, as a uh, as a fan, as a as uh, as um, somebody who might take uh, an interest in it on a casual basis, I think anybody that watched that meeting will want to watch another one. Yeah, absolutely. It was a. Uh... Um, you know, a thriller for all. And uh, coming up next, of course, it's you've got the Leicester meeting this week. And then nothing on on Monday because it's the the British final. But uh, of course, you've got a few Sheffield riders involved in that. And as a Great Britain manager, you must be curious to see how that's going to go as well. There's always one or two surprises. And um, of course, not only the British Championship up for grabs. If if Dan doesn't win that, there's going to be a big opportunity for one of the other riders um, to, to head to Cardiff too. Yeah, and I, I, it's a it's a meeting I always loved as a rider, and and uh, will will like you said take a keen interest. Um, I've been asked to go do co-coms with with Kelvin uh, for Eurosport, so I'm really looking forward to that. Great to keep a, an eye on what's going on there, and that meeting it means so much to everybody in that field. It always produces, doesn't it? Uh, just looking at the, the, the past few, Bellevue's a, a fantastic racetrack. Um, uh, Andy Meredith and his team do a, do a fabulous job of making a, a really, really good racing circuit. Um, and it will be the same as it always is. It will be a great racetrack. It will be um, all the riders going at it, 10 nils, and all chasing the dream of being British champion. So it, it, great meeting in prospects. And um, obviously, the, it, when you were racing British Championships, it moved around uh, circuits a little bit, didn't it? It's now obviously at the, the National Speedway Stadium. But what what are your personal memories of of these days of, of of British final days? Throwing one away at the old Bellevue that sticks with me uh, and 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 still hurts a little bit. Um, but uh, it, it's something. Obviously, I would have I would have loved to to have to have won a senior British championship. Um, it, it, it didn't happen. Uh, I did I did finish third uh, the year that, that I was just talking about, but I did feel like that year I was I was good enough to win and that one probably sticks sticks out more than more than any, but uh, I think Given a different Bellevue racetrack, I think I would have had more chance of maybe, uh, maybe adding to those podiums or even winning one because um, certainly the new Bellevue was would have suited me much more than than the old one ever did, really. So um, uh, I don't have that chance again, but it, it's a great meeting to as a as a spectacle, uh, and I know how much it means to to all the lads. So. It will be, uh, and like you said as well, having the the the, the extra incentive as a of a, a wild card at Cardiff um, really does make every point count. So, uh, look, really looking forward to it. In um, great memories of riding riding it. Um, like you said, here, there, and everywhere. But perhaps the the majority of the time I was racing in it, um, it was at Wolverhampton and uh, you know Bellevue and uh, a few others along the along the way that that 
probably didn't suit me quite as well, but I would have loved an opportunity at the New Bellevue. I would have loved an opportunity to um, race a senior British title at, at Sheffield or, or somewhere like that would have uh, that would have suited me a bit more. But um, I, I still look at, at those days. And look, a third place, uh, I can't remember exactly what year it was, but a, a third place at Bellevue, you know, I did stand on that rostrum and, and not everybody can say that. Certainly not. Never take that away from you. Well, look, um, thanks for joining us, Steady. Um, always good to catch up and uh, all the best for the rest of the season. I guess the big question that the Sheffield fans will be wanting to know is uh, this year, is, is it going to be a repeat of last year, but with a Sheffield win come the end of the season? That's uh, that's the And you, you've got this great support as well, by the way. You, you bend to Barmy Army, uh, <laughs> who go uh, absolutely everywhere. I mean, they, they bring a great atmosphere to the to the club as well, don't they, wherever they go. And, and that must carry you through. And, and uh, um, for those guys and for everyone else, you must be hoping to go one better this year. Absolutely love those guys. You know, it is, it, it's been brilliant. The atmosphere at Sheffield, the atmosphere away from home, uh, come and make a lot of noise. I know the lads love it as well. They can, they can, they can hear it and they take heart from it. So um, they're, they're, they've really been our eighth man this year. So uh, I would love to repay those guys. I would love to repay our our faithful fans with a with another league title. Um, we know how difficult it is. We we took it down to the wire last year and, and just missed out. But um, we are gunning for it. Um, I, I believe in the team that we've got um, and we will be giving it everything. So let's hope that this year's our year. Simon Stead, team manager of the Sheffield Tigers and, of course, the Great Britain Speedway team as well. Thanks for joining us on No Breaks, No Fear. And coming up in the next part of the podcast, we'll have a roundup of what's been happening in the Championship, the Cab Direct Championship and the National League as well. Uh, plus, we'll hear from Dave Howard and Jason Gardner, the two team managers between the Mildenhall Fen Tigers and the Leicester Cubs, who were both met last weekend with Leicester finally ending Ending Mildenhall's unbeaten home record. And that's all on the way in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. In this section, looking at what's been going on in the National Development League and the Cab Direct Championship first. And we'll begin in Plymouth, where the Plymouth Gladiators were due to be having their first home meeting in some seven weeks on Tuesday when they were hosting the Berwick Bandits. Now, uh, despite an assembled crowd, assembled riders, bikes warmed up and BSN in presence uh, ready to screen the meeting. In fact, they were live. A delayed start time was announced and then issues with the track arose with uh, a decision eventually taken by all of the riders together that uh, after a vote decided uh, not to go out and race the meeting uh, Richie Worrell and Leon Flint went out as a member from each side to have a go on the track race a bike round a track and uh, see how it felt and off the back of uh, that little test experience they decided that really it wasn't worth the risk. We can hear from the two team captains now and slightly differing opinions here. Uh, we'll hear from Ben Barker of the Plymouth Gladiators in a moment but first of all Berwick's Leon Flint speaking to BSN's Lee Kilby. So Leon if I could come to you first just talk us about the the, the thought process into you doing some laps and then obviously what you experienced. Yeah well you know I'm not being funny everyone you know wants to get the meeting on you know it's not like a, a five minute drive you know it's an eight and a half nine hour journey back home for me but you know at the end of the day you know we're not puppets but it has to be safe um, and you know, we, 
I put my name forward to represent the boys and you know it just wasn't safe um, you know you could probably go and do a couple of laps playing a blow but you know we're here to earn a living we're here to earn money there's no chance you're telling me you know you're coming up the inside of someone and you're going to shut off it's just not going to happen and you know I'm just glad tonight it didn't take you know someone to snap themselves to jackets so you know I, I think and 80% of the or 95% of the riders you know have agreed with the call that's been made so you know I'm just happy that you know some sense has been seen and there was a general consensus a general feeling that the you know, riders wanted to get it on they want to ride but having watched you and Richie go out there a rider can go around and put in four laps on their own but when you've got three other riders with them going into that first turn where you couldn't really turn anyway that is essentially where the problems would really start isn't it well all you've got to think is when the four lads are at the start you know it's not a it's not a big first corner it's a, you know you're all up there with each other and uh, you know my eyes I, I just think a lot of a lot of injuries have been saved tonight but uh, yeah like like we say everyone that's here wants to get it on you know today of our lives wasted you know and it's not fair on the fans you know that I can understand why they want to get it on so much you know they've had loads of rain offs um, but unfortunately that's you know the game of it um, and like I said you know we shouldn't have to feel like we have to go and ride under them circumstances which we you know we haven't but uh, yeah like I say I think the right call has been made and I think the, the vast vast majority of supporters people watching would appreciate the fact that you and Richie went out and put some laps in and would agree with you 100% that the last thing we want to do is see anybody injured so I'll let you get back and pack up safe trip home all the best uh, Leon Ben ah uh, you seem more animated than most in and around that situation. Uh, disappointing. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's face it, the rider, rider safety is paramount. We totally agree with that. Um, you know, I don't want to see anyone get injured. But I honestly don't, you know, I think we could have given it a go. I mean, I, I put myself forward. To go out. To, to, to go out and ride. And they didn't want me to go out. Because I'm not going to be on, you know, I think I'm going to go out there and uh, I, I, I like these conditions, you know, you, they were going to be tricky. But like I said, if we had to grade it every heat, I know it's track the race and to take the berms off, it would have come good. I know this track, I've rode here for years, everyone knows, I know this track and I, you know, sometimes, you know, we've got to look at the bigger picture and, you know, there's a lot of unhappy fans and things like that and I, I do feel we could have got this on and but I got to look after my, my team didn't want to ride as well um, being put as kept as my first meeting is, you know so I got to take that on board as well um, it's hard you know we've got Ben Trigger at reserve he would have struggled in them conditions there's no two ways about it yeah. so we do have to look at the rider safety but I don't want to see anyone get hurt but I still think we could have given it a go and is it, is it is, is, in that scenario and situation, do you have to have 14 riders all say, yep, yeah, we'll give it a go? If one rider steps forward and said, no, I'm not, I don't fancy it, does that, does that affect then the decision? Just so that the public at home have got an idea? Or... I, if I'm honest, I don't know what, how, it, how you do that. I don't know. Um, because some of us wanted to give it a go and there was a lot that didn't. Um, yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's hard, it's hard to say what you need whether you need seven to ride or because you still got the seven that don't want to ride so I mean the referee was very patient we give it I mean yeah it's, it's just one of them things it's 
Yeah, and and and, and I have to say, I was I was in the in the change rooms with you guys when the decision was made. It was all very amicable. Everybody, the vast majority, seemed to be on the same page, and and it, it's a tough one because you don't want anybody to go out and get hurt. No. And, and ultimately, the be-all and the end-all, that's, that's, that's paramount. Don't get me wrong, that, that's paramount. No one gets hurt, and that, that is fact. Um, look, listen, like you say, it's our jobs. We've all got another meeting tomorrow. Well, well no, we haven't, but, you know, we've all got yeah. another meeting coming. We've got Friday, yeah. Friday at Glasgow, so we do have to look at that, um, and we do want to race on Friday. I don't want to be injured, so... Yeah. But, in the same breath, I wouldn't have mind of having a go and just seeing what the track was like you know I haven't rode a bike for five weeks and I'm still willing to have a go so yeah, yeah, you know if Glasgow gets rained off I'm going to the British final with six weeks no meetings yeah. <laughs> that ain't the ideal preparation yeah, for a British no, championship yeah I'm with you the way alright well Ben appreciate you giving no us no worries I'd like tonight. to thank the BSN people as well for tuning in sorry we didn't get it on strange week in some respects because we've had um, quite a few rain-offs once again over the past seven days and uh, also the abandonment unfortunately of the fixture between Edinburgh and the Pool Pirates. Uh, Edinburgh heat leader Kai Thompson taken to hospital after developing food poisoning like symptoms. Uh, Thompson uh, had recorded a full maximum in the Monarchs recent home win over Berwick despite feeling unwell and underwent tests at hospital. It meant that he missed the abandoned home clash with the Pool Pirates which was unfortunately abandoned when photographer Peter Hill uh, was injured during a freak incident which caused a halt to the whole meeting after Craig Cook's bike cleared the fence. Thankfully Peter is making a full recovery after that frightening incident and best wishes to Peter. He's a well-known figure around uh, a number of tracks, especially around uh, Scotland of course as well. Um, Gary Havelock meanwhile, the Pool Pirates co-boss, especially for those northern fixtures, believes the Pirates are in a stronger configuration with Richard Lawson having taken over at number one. The reigning champions were victorious at Berwick on Saturday and looking to chase down leaders Oxford ahead of their clash at Wimborne Road on Wednesday. Javi saying, he says, I've seen a big difference in the pool side since Richard went to number one. Some riders are natural number ones and Richard is certainly one of those. Meanwhile, the Berwick Bandits have made some changes to their side, not least replacing Thomas Jorgensen, who was injured in the previous week's trip to Edinburgh, uh, suffering some serious neck injuries. Please say that Thomas Jorgensen is now home from hospital and beginning his recovery, but he's going to take some time. Uh, Berwick boss Scott Courtney has uh, signed Hans Anderson and Steve Boxall, and he's uh, satisfied so far with the two incoming riders' efforts against Poole last Saturday and says there's definitely more to come. Uh, They couldn't help avoid a 40-50 defeat, though, to the defending champions. Red car boss Gavin Parr has urged supporters not to expect too much of youngster Luke Harrison, who's currently picking up regular standing outings for the Bears while Jake Mulford is out injured. Harrison recorded his first race win at championship level in recent home win over leaders Oxford. Gavin Parr saying, I was surprised by Luke's five points, but let's not get carried away. We have to remember... Remember that Luke is at the start of what looks to be a very promising career, but good luck to Luke, who's uh, continuing his development. Glasgow have announced plans for a new academy and training track as the football club moves out of the Peugeot Ashfield Stadium. The Speedway Club can now utilise the pitch on the inside of the current track for a training circuit to encourage local youngsters to take up the sport. Club owner Jerry Fasena said, From the moment we bought the club in late 2014, it's always been our intention to have a training circuit at Ashfield 
Sheffield. It's an exciting new era. We have immediate plans for a multi-purpose circuit on the inside of the current track. This will allow for bikes of all sizes so youngsters of all ages can begin their speedway journey at Ashfield. Scunthorpe promoter Rob Godfrey had no option but to call off last Friday's home clash with Berwick, but predicts a cracking contest in store this week. He said the track has already taken a battering from rain earlier in the week, plus further rain showers predicted for later on that day. We didn't want anyone to have a wasted journey. Looking at the week ahead in the Cab Direct Championship, leaders Oxford visit the reigning champions, the Pool Pirates, in a massive clash of playoff contenders on Wednesday at Wimborne Road. That fixture will be live on BSN. Elsewhere at Perry Bar, Birmingham look to get back up to the top six as they host Redcar. The Bears take on Edinburgh on Friday, whilst the Pirates travel to Scunthorpe. Plymouth are finally back in action this week with a home clash against Berwick on Tuesday, and then a trip to Glasgow. Glasgow on Friday. Uh, that fixture will also be on BSN uh, this week. And uh, Berwick host Birmingham in another vital contest just outside the top six on Saturday. So that's the way things look in the Cab Direct Championship. In the National Development League, then a roundup of what's been happening there and uh, certainly some big clashes this last week. Dan Thompson's brilliant Heat 15 ride at Mildenhall took reigning champions Leicester to the NDL Summit with a 46-44 victory. Cubs boss Dave Howard has been speaking after the fixture. You know, every, everybody played their part. Uh, going eight fifteen, coming from third to first to clinch the win was, uh, you know, was an amazing ride. To be honest, uh, especially on the track as it was, which was, which was uh, you know, uncomfortable for some today. He just, you know, the way he came, came round and underneath. Uh, you know, Boto and Conklin was just uh, amazing in 15 to clinch the win. Everybody, so everybody played their part. Everybody had some uh, some good rides, mm. um, and uh, you know some really crucial crucial rides to keep us in touch. And uh, uh, you know, and that, you know, with that now now takes us to the top leagues. Uh, obviously, we move on to Berwick next. Uh, as a result, Mildenhall saw their unbeaten home record ended and now need points on the road to protect their place in the top two. Josh Warren suffered concussion in Heat 12 before Alfie Botel and Lee Complin were upstaged by Dan Thompson in the decider. Here's the Fen Tigers boss, Jason Gardner. Well, Jason Gardner, the team manager for the Fen Tigers, joining me uh, now. And uh, Jason, I know, just desperately disappointed to come up uh, just so short in the match here this uh, afternoon. But what a meeting and obviously thoughts paramount with Josh Warren. Yeah, all being well, it looks like Josh is suffering from concussion. It looks okay in himself, um, but we'll find out a bit later on. Um, but yeah, entertaining, meeting, frustrating to lose today with a, a little bit of bad luck for a few riders and possibly a little bit race rusty for some of them. But we dust ourselves down and we go again. I know positives to uh, take out of the match. Uh, the biggest one, uh, I guess, in particular, that first paid race win for uh, William Richardson, that's a real tick in his box. Yeah, definitely. He's improving week by week and you can see by his gait and he's improving all the time and he's then in the mix on the first bend, which is what half the battle's about. And he's learning all the time and obviously he had four rides again today and he, he's trying and he's in the mix sort of thing. I don't know, disappointment over the result, but the race for a championship playoff spot is uh, in the final is still not yet over. Matches away at Kent, Armadale, and indeed uh, potentially at Leicester as well can win some of those points back. Yeah, we're very much still in the mix. The boys all still want to get to that 
grand final and I don't see no reason why we can't go away and pick up some away wins to like, push us on and whether we finish first or second we're still in the final so yeah and of course the next one of those is that match away at uh, Kent in a couple of weeks time and looking forward to that one big opportunity as you say definitely that's another track like most clubs are winning there so that's one where we need to make sure we win a win but we know what we do we don't won there in the knockout cup so the boys know what to do and that's the track we need to go and target maximum points from Jason, thanks very much. Thank you. Kent boss Jamie Willis said his side had produced exactly the right reaction to their pre-meeting team talk ahead of a 50-40 win over Workington on Sunday. Willis said, I'm absolutely delighted with the performance and the results. We thoroughly deserved it. Our top four all recorded a minimum of two wins each, which helped us massively. And they were supported by Connor King, who's starting to show that his confidence is returning. Meanwhile, Workington boss James Denham still optimistic of taking the aggregate point from Kent when the sides meet at Northside on Saturday following that 50-40 defeat at Iwade. Denham said we were disappointed not to get the win but these things happen however Connor Bailey was class and his Heat 15 ride was something special especially for a track he'd never seen before. An Oxford bid to get back into action with a new look reserve pairing has been thwarted their home clash with Kent on Tuesday was postponed Peter Schrock said I'm excited to see how Luke Colleen and Jason Garrard pair together. Uh, Luke's been itching for a go for a couple of weeks now but the the weather simply hasn't been kind. Jason is in the same boat. Here is the week ahead then. Leicester moving to the top of the NDL table with their win at Mildenhall last weekend. Lion Cubs now travel to Berwick on Saturday. Meanwhile, Workington hosts Kent at Northside with the Royals bringing a 10-point advantage for the aggregate point. And uh, that's the way things look in the National Development League. A full run through the week ahead's fixtures to round things off then. And starting on Wednesday, Cab Direct Championship, Birmingham versus Red. Car Poole versus Oxford, both at 7.30. Uh, Thursday, it's Sports Insure Premiership action, Ipswich versus Kings Lynn and Sheffield versus Leicester. Friday, Cab Direct Championship, it's Glasgow versus Plymouth, Redcar versus Edinburgh and Scunthorpe versus Poole. Saturday, Cab Direct Championship between uh, Berwick and Birmingham. And then there's National Development League action at Berwick straight after that as Berwick take on Leicester. Uh, Workington also racing against Kent. That one gets underway at 3pm. And then uh, no action Sunday. Monday, it's all about the Sports Insure British final. National Speedway Stadium at Bellevue. 7.30 the start time in Manchester. And then next Tuesday, the Cab Direct Championship is back with action between the Plymouth Gladiators and the Red Car Bears. And that one uh, is also going to be on BSN. So uh, it's certainly going to be a a busy week for me next week. And uh, this podcast may well indeed come from uh, the the Coliseum next Tuesday. Who knows? It'll certainly come from there or the National Speedway Stadium. There's no two ways about that because I think I'm away the whole week. So it'll be somewhere on the travels and uh, we'll join you next week for that. It'll be available next Wednesday, possibly, uh, hopefully in the morning, maybe Tuesday nights. We'll see how we get on. Uh, But we'll join you next week for the next episode of No Breaks, No Fear. Enjoy your week in Speedway, and the weather's looking good as well. Fingers crossed. We'll catch you next week. Take care. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.